I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have as yet discovered. I'm a superhero, Mama. A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Oh yeah, happy sci-fi November. This is the show that gives you a positive escape from all the crap around you. It is time to nerd out on the things that better our lives and end our week right. It's time to finish our top movies from each decade. We're finally at the end. It's the top movies from the 1960s and before this week. Captain has his full season recommendation for Squid Game. I'm almost done with Lock and Key, so much more to share there. New music, the usual nerding out and stuff like that. It's going to be fun. Hello. Wonderland. You mean Neverland? This is Tito. <laughs> what? Carlin from. Let's rock it! Oh, yeah. Welcome to the Real Brian Show! Yeah! What's going on? We're getting excited over oh, here, hey. man. Having a good time. Hey, thanks for joining us. Thank you for being here today. Really appreciate it. We love having you here. We love being here. We're having fun. We're on video, and I'm a little scared because I don't know why I'm scared, actually. Captain, how you doing, man? What's going on? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, you, you keep having me. Uh, I've been DJing your intros here. and uh, Yeah. And uh, it's it's a lot of work. It is, know. isn't it? You understand yeah. now. You got to like spin the music, and see, you're doing it the old fashioned style. You know, the record. Waka, 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 you know. Yeah, waka, waka, yeah. Waka, waka. I got the turn. I got the turntables on my uh, desk here, and uh, yeah, yeah, so. it's pretty sweet, man. That's a good time, dude. I'm excited today because um, it's November. It's sci-fi November. Some of yes. you are thinking, like, wait a minute, what the heck is sci-fi November? Now, for those of you who've been around for the whole five years, you know, the whole nine yards, the whole five years. I, what, I don't know. Anyway, for those of you who've been around for a long time, you know this whole sci-fi November thing. It is a tradition that I have. Somehow, November became all about the sci-fi for me. The movies, the TV shows, the games. I mean, the music even. It's like I listen to the Starship Troopers soundtrack <laughs> and the Fifth Element sound. I don't know why. I don't get this. No, I, it makes no sense You don't to need me. an excuse. There's no excuse needed. You have yeah. November is your sci-fi month, and that's awesome. And, so. I, and I love Thanksgiving, too, and I'm one of those people who will not skip over Thanksgiving because I hate, I hate when the stores have Halloween decorations up in, you know, July. It's like July 4th, and then July 5th, Halloween decorations go up, and then Halloween decorations are down, like, October 5th or whatever, and then it's Christmas. <laughs> and then like on December, I don't know what it is, like halfway through December 25th, they've got Valentine's decorations. So I, I don't, whatever, man. Too oh, you got to push that product, Brian. You got to push uh, the product. You know, it just makes me not want to buy anymore. So for those of you who are in marketing, <laughs> take a lesson here because you, I'm not the only one here, but I love celebrating Thanksgiving here in the States. I know. Wait, when is, wait, when is the Canadian Thanksgiving? Isn't, is, wasn't it in October? I'm so confused. I or was remember, it? I don't remember. Come on. Come on. Canadians. Give a, uh, remind us, please. You know what I want to know too is what, like I understand our Thanksgiving celebration here in the States, but I don't know anything about the history, the history of the Canadian celebration. What do you guys celebrate? What are you thankful for? I don't, I don't know. I want to know. Yeah. I want to know too. So you Canadians tell us, tell us the whole story. 
And uh, don't just send me a written message. This is your opportunity to shine. Send me a video. <laughs> I'm serious. Get on okay. video and do it and we'll play it because then you can actually tell us what the Canadian Thanksgiving is all about. Go Phoenix Suns. Um, I'm a little bit worried about them this year. They're not doing quite so well. You know, they won the Western Conference finals last year and almost, well, they did pretty well in the finals, but I don't know what's going on this year, man. They're not doing very well, but that's going to change. It's a good team. What else? Is it early? Is it pretty early? No, actually it started on time this year. Last year, things started late because of COVID. Um, it was, I don't even know. Is it December or something they started last year? It was really weird this year though. This, this is like. October, November, full season. That's basketball. It goes all the way through April, I think, is what it is. And then the finals or you know, the playoffs and stuff. It's still early, so it's don't worry, they could pull out of their nosedive. Oh, it's very early, and that's the thing. Yeah. And in fact, a lot of the teams this year that did very well last year were expect I mean, even the Milwaukee Bucks who won the finals last year are middle of the road right now. So anything can happen. You know, they're taking their time. So it's a it's a, it's a right. slow burn, man. And look at the Arizona Cardinals this year. I mean, where'd that yeah, come from? I, I, is that football? Yeah, they're doing really good. I'm just kidding. Like, yeah, how about them Broncos? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, the, but that's great. What, what's what's going on? And in, in, enlighten the rest of us who don't know what's going on in football. I don't know. I just know the Arizona Cardinals are doing really good. Oh, I listen okay. to Jim Rome that's once great. in a while. And, and, oh. and he's going off about how, how amazing they are this year. So that's yeah. great, man. Well, good I don't watch NFL either. So. <laughs> yeah. And it's nothing to get like, I'll watch some and if Sarah, Sarah likes football more than I do. And so, you know, we'll turn it on and I'll be watching some of it and I'll basically what I'll be doing is like illegal shift, you know, and I don't know what's going on. Okay. For those of you like, on YouTube, like personal fouls. Those are my favorite. Yeah, Go ahead. For those of you watching on YouTube, thank you for joining us by the way. But you know, when they do this, that, uh, what is that offsides? This is off. Wait, is this offsides? <laughs> See, this is what I'm saying. So in volleyball, this is substitution in basketball. This is traveling. And in football, I think it's offsides, I think. But it's just like, can we have another? I know gesture? what this means. I mean, we could be like, is this? Oh, no, that's the wrong. <laughs> Can't do that. Sorry. Anyway, uh, I'm drinking something. By the way, this is a uh, Sarah's mug here. And it says oh, balance, which is yeah. quite fantastic. So I'm, yeah. I'm doing a little, uh, you know, message of balance for everybody here today. And I'm drinking that Edson blend that I have, which combines that honey bush tea, which is really nice. Dude, if you, honey, bush honey bush is a, I think it's a variety of the rooibos, but it's, it's sweet and it, it doesn't have any sugar in it, but it has like that honey flavor to it. It's really weird. And then huh. it combines some of the Earl gray stuff in there, you know, bergamot, some of that stuff. And then I added oh, in some, all right, tea. All right, hot. Uh, I added in some lavender flowers, just because right. I wanted to try something. Wait, so, so you sprinkled lavender petals into your tea? Is that what you did? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, Brian, I've got some sprinkle the lavender tea. Petals I've got some. Your tea. Dude, I've got some like dried lavender flowers that I threw in and sprinkled, and you know. Um, oh dear. Oh, it's quite fantastic. I've, uh, hold, but no, I mean, hold on. It's brilliant. It's brilliant, Ryan. Hmm. Oh, Peter, that is terrific. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to need you to come in tomorrow. Yeah, we've lost some people. Uh, it's really good. That's all I'm going to say. Lavender is a good addition. I still want to learn how to blend my own tea, man. I want to go over because they do these little classes at Happy Lucky's, which is where I get all my mm-hmm. tea. It's so good. And they'll give you all of the raw ingredients and they'll say, hey, we're going to teach you how to blend. Here's the proportions, you know, and here's how to cut it. Kind of like cocaine. You cut the tea. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 So you have a, they give you your own little mirror and, and yeah, a straw. Yeah. And See, and okay, cool. I'm, I'm very well versed in cutting cocaine. So I feel like <laughs> cutting tea is going to be pretty easy. 
No, no. You know, it's no. so funny. I'll joke about drugs a lot. I don't know why I joke about it because it's not funny, but I do joke about it. And half the time, I, well, actually more like 90% of the time, I clearly don't know what I'm talking about. And, and it shows. That's okay. <sighs> yeah, it's, it's good that it shows. Isn't that, that's actually a compliment. Like, yeah, you don't know drugs, Brian. You didn't see Rocky. So dude, your voice, man. Uh, are you drinking any no. tea for your voice right now? Cause it sounds no. a little tired, you know, you've been, I should be. I know I sound a little bit like Joe Cocker tonight. Uh, but, screaming uh, around. It's not that it's not nearly as bad as last night, as you well know, because we were playing uh, WoW last night, and uh, and I could barely yeah. talk. Yeah. So I have this I have this situation where for the last maybe six seven years, so like, um, right when I'm when I go to sleep at night, right before I start to dream, like right after I start falling asleep, I will suddenly wake up out of nowhere. Mm. I'll just wake up like like my my I go from zero to hundred instantly, and I'll be screaming at the top of my lungs because I think I'm choking on something or like I inhaled something. Oh, weird. And, and my brain just, I, I, I can't control it. There's nothing I can do about it that I know of. I, I did a sleep study and they think it might have something to do with a little bit of sleep apnea, but they're not sure. It's a long story there, but. So it's uh, not dream related or is it? No, because I, I, I don't have no. time to start so dreaming. Yeah, it's not so like it's not a full on night terror because that's no. dream based. Yeah, but I, you, you put it in the night terror category only because it happens when I'm going to sleep. But, but so anyway, sleep apnea up, does have that choking too. Like, like they said, it yeah. might. Hmm. So I, I scream bloody murder, like the top of my lungs, like the, as loud as a human being can possibly scream. Wow. And I did that two nights in a row this last weekend. So dang, it Are you, shredded my vocal cords. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't hurt though. It's that's just, good. I just, I just sound like Stevie Nicks. That's all. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just like the white wing dove. No, I can't sing her. She's Damn hard, it. man. Yeah, like you could do it. Imitate her. Just like the white wing dove. Okay, yes. No, I sound like, more like Cartman, I think. Yeah, you do. I was just going to say that's that's like South Park right there. So totally. interesting, man. You know, and I know sleep apnea typically happens in larger people, which, you know, you're not larger. So yeah, I'm not that large. Do you sleep on your no. back? No, I sleep on my side. That's the oh, thing. Oh, that's so, even weirder because that's yeah, very in the, in unusual. The sleep, yeah, in the sleep study, they noticed that I do have some apnea when I'm on my back, but when I'm on my side, I have almost no apnea. Well, yeah, I'm most always sleeping on my side. So, and when Weird. I wake up, I'm 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 on my hands and knees, coughing and spitting onto my pillow. Weird. <laughs> so, hey, inside information, you guys. We need this to exercise all, that demon out of you. I got nothing to hide. Damn. So yeah. Well, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> using your voice to the extent that you're able to use it at least. So thank you yeah, for like I said, if we tried to record yesterday, it would have been hilarious. Yeah. So. Hey, how you doing? It would, I'm yeah. trying to think of who you would have been sounding, you know, but I, I, Oh, that's it. The dude, the emperor guy from Jupiter ascending, you know, he's like, I, just, uh, see, you know, I, I, I want to take over the planet. That, that uh, movie, that movie, I have urged it from my memory banks. I don't remember those things. That's the guy that it plays Nukes Commander. Bad. It, well, yeah. I know. And he's, he's okay. He played, he's a weird. Okay. I don't know if he's weird in real life. And if you're listening, call in because I don't know you, but I'm telling you like every role he plays is very bizarre. Even Nukes Commander is very bizarre and you know, fantastic beasts. Yeah. Same guy. Okay. Okay. So any play, I, I I've, I've seen some of the movies. That sucks. I, well, but it was a weird, <laughs> speaking of that, I mean, the matrix is coming We're we're just, just over a month away. I'm not going to lie. I'm very concerned about this because the Wachowskis, how do I put this? 
They've gone insane. They've gone insane. They, they yeah. were insane a decade or more ago. At oh, least. at least. Yeah. Uh, like the Matrix so. movies came. Well, when the first Matrix came out, I think they were kind of like, wow, we this went somewhere and everybody Egypt freaked is? out. And I think they started to kind of go insane because Matrix's matrices, <laughs> matrices two and three, you know, those were, those were okay, but they were not the first Man. movie. They were okay, you know, and then yeah. their movies just kind of went downhill after that. Oh, a hundred percent. And like, they, they're very outspoken about certain things and they just, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but they're just, they kind of insane. Yeah. They, they kind of remind me of they what are. happened to Jim Carrey. He just kind of really? went insane. Well, oh, he I did for a while. I don't know if he is anymore. He did oh. for a while. He went insane and oh. kind of went crazy. Tom Cruise kind of went crazy for a little while. Oh, I mean, okay. No, no, no. Tom Cruise is certifiably insane. He's a fantastic, <laughs> fantastic actor. But oh, he is yeah. bat, bat dung crazy. Yeah. Tom Cruise is. Guano. So. Guano, man. He's just yeah. all guano. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And you know what? Here's the thing. You have to ask this question because actors have to be larger than life. So in real life, are they really that crazy or are they just kind of like, man, we just had to put on a show for the public because it's fun. And, and you know, at home, they're like, man, we're just normal people. I got to say, at Good least I, I think the Wachowskis and Tom Cruise are truly insane. Yes. Um, yeah. No, they've proven it. I don't know though. Time and again. You know, if, if I meet these people in person, you actually might step back and go, well, okay, they're cool. I'm not saying don't like them. I'm just saying they're insane. I mean, we're all a little crazy. <laughs> well, I don't, I'm not saying they're bad people at all. No, I didn't not, say I'm that not, either. Yeah. Yeah. We're not, we're not, we're not juxtaposing those two concepts at all. Yeah. But they're in arguably insane. So take that as you will. So, um, you know, Lord Thunder and I were talking recently. We were, we were reminiscing about our time at Heroes and Villains Fan Fest, which by the way, that was such a blast. They don't do them anymore, but you know, for those of you who've never heard of those, it was a, it was actually the walking dead crew that, what were they called? Walker stalker conventions. You know, they put together the heroes and villains fan fest. And so they, I mean, it was just a full on, you know, nerd convention and all the actors from all the shows would be there. And, you know, you just, you know, go, I guess get pictures with them, get their autographs, you know, get all the merch, watch people on stage. I got a chance to interview a lot of these guys. So, you know, I met a lot of the guys from arrow and the flash and Gotham and, so on and so forth, you know, some really, really cool people. And, and the thing was, is that a lot of them were very cool people. And it got me thinking like, man, they're just down to earth, chill people. They just got to act and put on a thing. And some of them really, really disappointed me. And I just kind of went, wow, (laughs) remind me to never (laughs) get like that. I mean, my voice went, my voice is cracking like a 14 year old. That's people. Uh, that's (laughs) actors, actors, lawyers, doctors, uh, baristas, gas station people, ballerinos. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Everybody. They're all, you're going to, yeah. It's just, some people are going to be crazy. Some people are going to be sociopaths. Some people are going to be really nice. Yeah. yeah. Musicians. I mean, um, water is also wet. I just want to make sure you knew that sanitation engineers. <laughs> I mean, you know, everybody there's, there's poop in the ice cream all over the place. So, I mean, where do you, you ain't going to get away from that. No matter what you industry gotta, you're in, no matter what neighborhood you live yeah. in, there's always poop in the ice cream somewhere and uh, just don't eat it. That's all you I got to say around it. Yeah. You got to eat, eat around, around it. it. Yeah. No, I agree. So <laughs> I, you know, I mentioned basketball NCAA basketball officially has started as well. Again, not early actually preseason exhibition is what they call it. Uh, that starts usually at the end of November. I'm sorry, the end of October, early November. And all then right. it, you know, jumps into full season, but I'm just glad everybody's, you know, we're in person this year. Um, I got to say, whether you agree with this or not, I really don't care. That's, that's not the point, but there is a mask mandate at the college, you know, 
indoors. Yeah, most colleges. And there's also a mask mandate in our county. And so, you know, you come in to the basketball game and you are required to wear your mask. Whether you agree with it or not, whether you believe it actually works or not, you're required to do it. And of all the people sitting around us, two people actually had the masks on over their mouth and nose. Everyone else just either didn't have one on at all or just had it down on their chin. And I'm just like, huh. So <laughs> you're so clearly they weren't enforcing the mandate. Well, that yes, that's one thing. But it just got me thinking that if it's a mandate, if you are saying, well, I'm supposed to put on my seatbelt or stop at red lights or wear a mask or don't steal or don't murder people or whatever. And you choose to just say, I I don't want to, I'm going to do what I want because it's what I want because I know better. Well, if that's what they're going to do, then that automatically gives me permission to do whatever I want to them too. Right? Well, yeah. I mean, next game you go, you clearly have to show up without pants on and And be all over. Yeah. yeah. But but hang on. (laughs) Those guys over there aren't wearing a mask. Is that not also a mandate? Why why do I need pants? Not wear a mask. I can't go without pants. I don't want to wear pants. I mean, it's too restrictive. So and their answer, Brian, is going to be, well, sir, if if we take you out without pants, everyone's going to clap and cheer. But if we take them out without a mask on, I'm going to get I'm going to get jumped. Yeah, but OK, so <laughs> I wear my answer. pants in because you have to wear your mask in, but then I could take my pants off afterwards because that's when people take their masks off. So right. I'm just saying if we look at the logic, if we take that logic and we we say, OK, well, here's logic. what we're told to do, but we're not going to do it or. I don't believe in it or I don't think it works or whatever. So regardless of what I think I'm going to intentionally disrespect the person next to me because they believe in it and they want it. <laughs> well, then why can't I do that? Why, why can't I take my pants off or, you know, punch them in the face because I feel like it. I mean, yeah. that's the logic I'm saying. And of course I'm not going to take my pants off. Of course I'm not going to punch anyone in the face. I'm just saying that. Of course we're all disappointed to why, hear you say that. Why? I know, I know, I'm sorry. Uh, why though? And I, I don't know, it's really upsetting me and, and it is the real Brian show and I'm trying to stay positive, but it really bothers me that people are being intentionally disrespectful and they just simply don't care. And when I'm saying I prefer, I believe in the masks, I don't care what this, I'm, I, the science shows me it's real. My mom was a nurse, you know, I, I believe in it. I want to respect others by not coughing on others. And, you know, I just want to be that person that respects others and tries to do what's right. right. I mean, that's all I want to be, but it really frustrates me. And I get, I get really upset actually when people are just, they don't want to, they don't want to do it. You know? And it's like, again, I, I don't care if you believe in it or not. If you don't believe in it, that's fine. If you found science that says masks don't work, that's fine. That's cool. But just respect people right now. That's all I'm asking for. You know, it's kind of like, well, yeah, wear pants yeah, because well. I don't want to see that either. <laughs> you know? I don't no, want to see the people's not. face. I don't like faces anymore. I'm kidding. We're not broadcasting this to Vulcans. So uh, logic does not play into this. I know. Um, Neither does respect. Apparently. I think let's not go there. Let's not go there. It's true though. It's true. One of the guys is an established owner of our local Chick-fil-A. And that really upset me because I love Chick-fil-A. I believe in Chick-fil-A and I, I, and they're not open on Sundays. Come on. I know. I, I love what, they have done for the community. I really do. And I love what this guy's done. And he just clearly did not care. And I just was like, there are dueling social contracts coming to play there because if the, the owner of Chick-fil-A shows up without, with a mask on and all of the people who think he's awesome are in that group of people who predominantly don't want to wear a mask right now. Uh, and they see him with a mask on now on one side of the coin, that would be a great example to set. That's a light, just like you said, be the light to like to like minded people. However, from a social from a social standpoint, that 
would turn him into a bit of a pariah and it would actually hurt his image. Maybe, or maybe it would kind of convince those other people to kind of say, okay, yeah, you know, regardless of what our beliefs are, we really truly should respect and honor others around us because that's our, that's our job. Regardless, regardless. Yeah, you're you're certainly not wrong, but yeah, there's, there's there there are conflicting social contracts going on right now and it's very interesting times. I tell you, man, it's, But you know, again, you know, this is nothing new when it comes to people's beliefs. But the thing is, is that most of the time people are pretty cool about respecting each other's beliefs, whether they agree with them or not. It, that doesn't matter as much, but they respect each other and they live with it and it's cool. But to be so blatant with beliefs in a way that actually can hurt others in this particular situation, it actually can. We've seen it. We've got friends proven over and over and over again. Yep. Yeah. And we've got friends right now that are dealing now. with this right now. So it's what it yeah. is, you know, that's what bothers me. And I know I did not, I had no plan on talking about this today. It's just one of those things that I just kind of go, I don't know how to handle this, you know, because yeah. on one hand, my Pilates instructor, so he was at whole foods, you know, and these two women were next to him and didn't have a mask on and they were standing right next to him and he had his on. He looked at him and said, you know, there is a mask mandate. And if you choose not to wear a mask, that's your choice, but please stand six feet away from me. And they looked at him and they just kept talking and he goes, I'm sorry. I wasn't asking, please walk away and step (laughs) six feet away from me. You know, I don't, I don't want that. And I was like, he's like, I'm like, I kind of was a jerk. And I said, no, actually I'm proud of you for doing that because again, it's not about our beliefs. It's about follow what we're being asked to do. Respect others that may believe in this. And if you know, share your beliefs with like-minded people in private, it's kind of like we were talking about this, that, it's playing on the safe side is what it is. Well, you and I had a conversation about this when we were gaming over the weekend. And I was thinking like, you know, we have a lot of inside jokes that we have with some of our friends. Our friends appreciate that kind of joking and the humor. They know where we're coming from. They know our hearts and our intentions and our, you know, and, and they know that whenever we say something like that, like there's no offense. It's just trash talk. We're having a good time. If we were to mm-hmm. joke like that in public, then these people don't know who we are. They don't know where we're coming from they might take offense to it. Like, well, no, sure, no, we're just, we're, might, just yeah. talk, we're just trash talking. Oh no, that's offensive because they don't know us and they don't know where we're coming from. So the same kind of thing applies here that if, if, you know, regardless, if you have a belief about something here, well then, you know, go practice that belief and the safety of those who know where you're coming from. And, and you're all cool with that. Don't intentionally offend or hurt others just because I got to yeah. have my rights, you know? Right. Like, right, well, right. if if I operated, let's just be honest. If I operated and I've got to have my rights, there'd be chaos, dude. Really? I mean, let's be honest because I'm very outspoken. Anarchy, and I'm a strong willed. Yeah. And I'd be like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to do what I want because it's what I want. But that's, that's ridiculous. That's, that's an absolutely ridiculous thing. It's like, I want to do, of course I want to do what I want, but I have to temper it with, but what's also beneficial for others. How is this yeah. going to impact others? What's the ripple effect? And, and that's, that's and so that weird. is that is an example of unleashing your superhero right there. That consideration right there is an example. I know it's that and easy. It's, I, well, but it's not easy. I know that it's it, it is a very simple practice. Yes, but it is not easy because our selfish desires do trump things a lot. And I'm the same way. Yeah. You know, I want to eat sugar, and oh. I know that it inf- it impacts my body poorly. But if it and if I have poor health, then it impacts Sarah, which impacts other people, so on and so forth. I don't want to work, yeah. but if I don't work, then I have to live off the government, which who's paying for that? Well, all of us, you know? And so right. the impact ripples, that's what I'm saying. So it's like, of course, there's a lot of things that I would love to do, but I have to, I have to kind of go, okay, hold on. How's this going to, you know, hurt or bless others? And 
Uh, I don't always think that way, but I have to keep trying that. So anyway, you know, speaking of unleashing the superhero, I know one thing you found actually, which I'm, I'm very excited about here. Tell us about it. Yeah. So yeah, I just, I was just looking at the news this weekend and I found a, I found an article about these, these dads. I'll just read part of the article. A violent week of fist fights at a Louisiana high school led to the arrest of at least 22 students last month. So a group of concerned fathers decided enough was enough. They formed a volunteer group, Dads on Duty, and began roaming the halls of Southwood High School in Shreveport, Louisiana, to calm students, spread positivity, and keep the peace. Nice. And so far, it's working. That's awesome. I know. Just like that, that just, I, I as soon as I read that, I'm like, oh, that's got to go on the show. I mean, that's oh, just, yeah. that is the perfect example of people of ordinary people unleashing their superheroes. Yeah. And, and I just thought it was really, it's such an inspiring story. Well, and I guess there's like, there's like 70 of them or something like that. And they yeah. take shifts. That's, so, I mean, that's they, what blows working. my mind. They have jobs, but yeah. when, when some of them are off their jobs, they, they go on shifts at the high school, you know, of course during school hours. Uh, yeah. But, uh, uh, but yeah, I, I guess it, it's what, what a great precedent to set to, to set. Uh, in, in, in other schools that might be dealing with similar problems. Well, I I was looking at it too. And, you know, they were talking about for the first, was it, I don't know, week or two weeks or whatever, you know, the the students did not like having them around. They were feeling kind of weird, but then eventually it's like now they're accepted and now they're a welcome site, you know, and they have a good time. And, uh, you know, and it's just kind of that, I I think the students feel safer. And then the ones that might think about fighting kind of, you know, maybe I shouldn't, you know, and the dads are, they know what's going on too. But I mean, it's cool. You, you look at the pictures of these guys and you're like, I wouldn't want to mess with any of these guys. <laughs> exactly. It's so cool. They, they look like sure, they mean business, man. It's, it's cool. And, and I'm sure the faculty really appreciates it as well because, you know, oh, yeah. faculties, they, they don't, they're not staffed to, to police their students yeah. that much. I mean, and, 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 and I've heard other stories, like, I guess, I guess like uh, fight clubs are a big thing in schools right now. Like yeah. like fist fighting, fist fighting for fun is kind of a fad right now. Kind of like Tide Pods and all the other things people were doing. Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. what so, is up with this? I don't know. It's just people, right? Yeah. <laughs> thanks for sharing that, man. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. It's origin time as well. So today's origin is the whole nine yards. Now we've all heard that that phrase. Uh, oh, he he gave he he went the whole nine yards in that effort uh, or whatnot. Now, where does the phrase "the whole nine yards" come come from? Uh, in 1982, William Sapphire of the New York Times called that that phrase one of the most one of the great etymological mysteries of our time. Uh, he thought the phrase originally referred to the capacity of a cement truck in cubic yards which is weird, but there are plenty of other theories. Some people say it dates back to when square riggers had three masts, each with three yards supporting the sails. So when, so the whole nine yards meant the sails were fully set. Another popular story holds that it refers to the length of an ammunition belt on an American World War II, on American World War II fighters, which was typically 27 feet in length. Uh, when a pilot had exhausted his ammunition, he said he had shot off the whole nine yards. Sounds plausible, right? Yeah. Uh, or, it was the amount of cloth in the queen's bridal train or in the shroud of Turin, or it had to do with a fourth down play in football (laughs) (laughs) or it came to it. It came from a joke about a prodigiously well-endowed Scotsman who gets his kilt caught in a door. (laughs) I like that one the best. That's my favorite. Hector, the well-endowed. 
<laughs> Word sleuths trade the, trace the modern use of the whole nine yards as far back as a 1956 article in a magazine called Kentucky Happy Hunting Ground. Hmm. Interesting. Where uh, now they've discovered an even earlier version of the phrase, the whole six yards, which was used in the rural South as early as 1912. That still, that's still how the phrase goes in parts of the South, by the way. Uh, but it was inflated to nine yards when it caught on elsewhere, the same way the early 20th century Cloud 7 was upgraded to Cloud 9. Hmm. Didn't know that. Yeah. Now, that'll be, that's a whole another origin. Um, now, of course, there could be a real story behind the expression, even if, there's, even if it's no more than a family joke about the long scarves that Aunt Florence used to knit as Christmas presents. Mm-hmm. But it could also be that somebody just plucked the words out of the air one Tuesday morning. Uh, one way or the other, the real birth of the expression was when somebody passed it along without caring what nine yards referred to. Mm. The fact is that once you said the whole, it doesn't matter what words you finish it with or whether they mean anything or not. Uh, the whole shooting match, enchilada, shebang, etc. The phrase the whole ball of wax, for example, first showed up in the 1880s, though some writers say it comes from a 16th century ritual for dividing up an estate among heirs. Weird. That'd be a neat, that's, that's a story by itself. Uh, yeah. Still, it's hard to accept that it doesn't matter where the expression came from. Whether the measure is six yards or nine, it has a, ten, it has a tantalizing specificity. If it cries out for an explanation, and there are plenty of them be, at hand, is it merely coincidence that six yards was the exact diameter of a pitcher's mound? The amount of cloth uh, in a Varanasi sari? Hmm. The length of a parachute line? But that profusion of possibilities is the key to the idiom's appeal. If, quote, the whole nine yards had a definitive completion, if it went on to measure yards of cloth, cement, or ammunition, it would never have caught on in the first place. It's like a line of poetry. It resonates without resolving. Interesting. there you go. Yeah. Hmm. I thought for sure, like the first time I looked looked this up to do the origin, the first thing I found was the ammunition thing. And I thought, oh, this is a really interesting and cool explanation. Well... Turns out that's just one of many. So yeah, as, as is common with this stuff. So see, and I thought it was a football term too. So when it was mentioned that that was a possible origin too, it's like, okay, yeah, but that, that's interesting that it's, I yeah. love how some of these that you found just, it, there's so many different possible meanings and there's really no agreed upon one thing per se. Right. And maybe that's exactly what it was is that it did come from various things. You know, I mean, we were just talking about slang words that, you know, we had when we were young that are making an appearance again, but they, you know, they mean about the same thing, but sometimes they or originate from, you know, a different source than what it came with us. So it's interesting. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Totally. I'm going to give your voice a break and uh, I will start <laughs> our, our top movie countdown here, if that's okay with you. Oh, and then, okay. uh, you know, you can, you can get going on that. So this is exciting, man. It's the final week of our movie marathon thing that we've been doing, you know, counting down in the decades. And so I'm going to start off. This is by the way, the 1960s and earlier. So I did uh, really, it didn't have as many this time because I've got a couple sixties movies. I like there's some fifties movies. And then I kind of jumped back all the way almost into the thirties. There's actually a, a couple thirties movies that I'm a fan of, but there's a lot, there's a lot here that, you know, I, I have either not seen or I have seen in just wasn't a fan of, you know, like I did not like Citizen Kane, even though that's considered to be an absolute classic. Um, Rosebud. Yeah. I, I watched Casablanca and you know, it's okay. I wasn't a big fan. It didn't draw me in like, oh my gosh, this is one of my favorites. So there are great movies out there that I know some of you are actually going to love and, and 
That's great. My number one, though, and this is a big one, is 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. And this was the 1954 version. It's a Disney version. And the book is awesome. I mean, it's Jules Verne. Come on. But this was just such a great adaptation, in my opinion. They've done a couple of others since that, you know, weren't very good. I would love for them to do a reboot of that. That would be an amazing reboot. But you would have to keep it true to the book as much as possible. And I mean, it is kind of funny to look back and see, you know, Kirk Douglas. <laughs> he's, this, he's this young pup, you know, and he's singing and Crazy. it's just so there, there's a lot of that cheesy music that goes on in the background. But this is still one of my all time favorite movies. I mean, it really it in stories in general, too. And, you know, many of you know that I love the ocean. I love submarines. I especially love the actual Nautilus, you know, the design that they made, the idea behind it. You know, think about this too. You know, you think about submarines and it's military and, you know, there's no windows and you're going down and you just don't see the surface or the sunlight for potentially months on end. The cool part about the Nautilus is that it had windows in the stateroom, windows on the bridge, you know, and then, you know, they didn't go very far down. And so the water wasn't quite as dark. So you could still see actually underwater and they'd surface a lot and do all kinds of, you know, travel to different islands. That's cool. Like that kind of submarine stuff would be cool. And I mean, how cool would it be to have like a cruise ship submarine? Think about this one, Captain, you know. You're on a cruise ship. You got windows. Of course, they got to be able to withstand the pressure. You get into a storm. No problem. We'll just submerge underneath the currents. Yeah. We'll just have a nice, now comfortable still, ride. You know what I mean? You're now, still cruising. Even even submarines that are submerged during during big storms, they still rock a bit. You true. have to go down pretty pretty far to avoid that That's true. motion. But, but it's but not still, as bad, I mean, you know? What a novelty that would be uh, to, have a, to have a submersible cruise ship. This movie, for me, personally spawned a lot of love for oceanography. I actually took an oceanography class in college, which was one of my favorite classes I ever took, actually. Marine biology and then again, submarines, you know. Oh my gosh, I had so many hours of imagination with this whole thing. I actually designed my own submarine. I designed the exterior and the interior. It was called the Intrepid. Wow. I still have the designs actually on paper. It's cool. Uh, How I old were you? Uh, high school. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> Seriously, because it's like... I was thinking elementary school. No, okay, no, right, it's the thing. Like, I, I got into... I think I got into 20,000 Leagues into this, Under the Sea in middle school, I think. I'm thinking, like, right, that was about that time. And then in high school, and I designed all that stuff. So my imagination has, has lasted all the way in, you know, to now, actually. Not quite as much as it used to be, but it's still there. So yeah. I did that, you know. Um, I, of course, this led me to loving the TV show Sequest from the 90s, which was so much fun. <laughs> Hunt for Red October. I mean, just about any sub movie out there, I... I've probably seen it and I very likely love it. So anyway, it's to me, it's just, it's such a great movie. It's one of my favorites, but that's why it's number one. Number two for me was Swiss family Robinson. You know, it's again, another Disney rendition of a classic and I like old Disney. I really do. I like, especially the live action. And I I loved the wholesome family values in this movie too. I mean, it was, it was very refreshing. You know, it was clean. It's fun. There's a lot of really good things in it, but the scenery and the locale in this movie, you know, the Island scenery and, I mean, let's be honest, dude, that treehouse was awesome. I mean, how cool yeah. would it be to live in a place like that? So I, it's gotta be a bit of a glamorized setting. And I mean, they even glamorized the pirates quite a bit, but man, it just, it was so cool. It was a lot of fun. I still love going back and watching that. Number three for me is mutiny on the bounty. Are we uh, seeing a theme here yet a little bit ocean yeah. islands and maritime. ships. Yeah, yeah. Maritime stuff. Awesome, man. The first time I saw this movie, I, I mean, I was impressed. It was just one of those things where it's like, I was drawn in. It's a fascinating story. It's so interesting to see a ship or I mean, to see the crew really surviving on a ship under these kind of conditions, the stress, you know, not being at the island and or not being on land, basically scurvy. I mean, all these things that these guys faced back in the day. It's just very interesting to see why a mutiny was actually why it happened in the first place. So number four, the Thin Man collection. Now I am putting down all of the Thin Man movies. We were introduced to these um, actually 
pretty young huh. and they are great. I and mean, all of them go really well together. They're so fun. Um, it, it's, it's funny because um, my grandma loved Myrna Loy, who is the the wife basically of the thin man in this movie. And hmm. she used to watch these, you know, when she was a kid and stuff like that. So it was neat. They actually were made in the thirties and went into the forties by the time they were done with the series and all that. But it's just really cool. The setting, the time period, the genre, you know, the, the costuming, well, it wasn't even costuming back then. That's just what they wore, you know? So hmm. that was neat. Um, he's a, he's a private detective and he and his wife are like the perfect pair. I mean, they're hilarious. You actually look back and say like, oh, you know, she, she was a strong woman. Just, just saying like that was the thirties and there was that in there. So the, the stories are phenomenal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Totally worth watching. My number five is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the, uh, the lovely uh, claymation version. It's with the Yeti. <laughs> oh man. You know, the humble bumble. It was one of my favorite Christmas movies growing up. And I watched it. I think I watched it every year and I still do actually. Yeah. It is I'm sure such, too. it's a magical story, man. It's so wonderful. Um, although yes, they bully Rudolph and they do enslave an abominable snowman, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> it's still a great classic. I mean, it's, and the music is wonderful. I mean, you actually, I, I love going back and listening to the music, you know, just kind of in the background. It's really fun, but that's a good one. And then my last one here I'm going to mention is psycho kill her Norman. But what I love about it is I'm not a horror fan, but I love Hitchcock movies because mm. he does them. Well, they're more psychological, I think than anything else, which is what I like. It's right. freaky. It is crazy to think that the blood in the shower was actually chocolate syrup because it was black and white days, you know? Um, right. And then Janet Lee, you know, who played Marion Crane, who gets murdered in the shower. She couldn't take a shower for years afterwards. She had to take baths because she was so freaked out by that scene. So, I mean, the way they did wow. it was really masterfully done. Anyway, honorable mentions for me, how the Grinch stole Christmas, the sixties. It's the great, I, the new one. Oh, well, dude. the Jim Carrey was okay. The new one was bad. So, you know, the sixties, but it's the great yes. pumpkin. Charlie Brown is on my honorable mentions. So is a Charlie Brown Christmas, which actually I love. I just love that one. Breakfast at yeah. Tiffany's. So good. I watched that movie for the first time. I was like, wow, I love this. This is great. I ne- I've never seen that Audrey Hepburn <sighs> classic. It's before, worth it. Honestly, it's it, worth it just watching. doesn't look like it would appeal to me, but I, I, I feel like I need to. Yeah. It's, it's one of those that surprised me when I watched it and I thought, oh, I was, I was like, Hey, I didn't think a devil wears Prada would be my thing either, but I love that movie. So that's all. I love that movie, dude. <laughs> We're done. Uh, it's a wonderful life. Of course, <laughs> the wizard of Oz, 12 angry men, which by the way, I've only ever seen once, but I remember really liking it and I really want to watch it again, but I like that one. Huh. Uh, ben Hur and gone with the yeah. wind. So those are my honorable mentions, but what about you captain dude? So I have a top five and then a few honorable mentions. So number five, the wizard of Oz. Nice. Possibly the most famous movie of all time. You've all heard of the whole play Wizard of Oz to the dark side of the moon. Is it dark side of the moon or the wall? Which one is it? Uh, uh, dark Floyd? side of the moon, actually. Yeah. yeah. So my, my wife says she's done. I've never done it. She says she's done it at a party and it actually works. <laughs> I don't know. Awesome. I just think it's fascinating. And there's so many, there's all this lore behind, you know, like the stuff that happened during the filming that is now oh, all with, urban legend with the munchkins and stuff like that. And, or, and with the, with the guy in the background who hung himself. Yeah. And just, I, I looked by the way, I never saw it. Yeah, no, I, I didn't either, but, but it's still just so much lore and, and, yeah. and just everything surrounding this movie. Uh, it belongs in a top five for that, for that era. Um, Number four, it's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. There you go. Yep. I, I looked forward to this movie above all, and we've mentioned this like twice in a, in two, two episodes in a row. It's, it's just that good of a movie. I used to look forward to this above all other Charlie Brown specials every year. 
when I was a kid, uh, since Halloween was arguably my favorite holiday back then, uh, it was just so Halloween. Yeah. We, and it's, and it remains so we watched it this last weekend too. So had to, Good. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Number three, Alice in Wonderland, the Disney one. Yes. yes. This movie is stamped in my psyche and I can still watch it today and enjoy every minute of it. I just love that film. But one of my, uh, probably I'd say it's my favorite Disney animation film of all time. Nice. Um, and it's old. Number two, Planet of the Apes, the original oh, Charl- yeah. Charlton Heston. It's my favorite oh my Heston gosh. film by far. Yeah. Uh, this was another film ahead of its time and was my first exposure to the dystopian genre that I love so much now. So that is a good movie, and I forgot that one. Yeah. Um, number one, my number one is uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Very nice. Now, I actually saw 1984's 2010 before I saw 2001 when I was a kid, and I absolutely loved the sequel. Uh, when I finally saw Kubrick's original, I was struck by how ahead of its time this film was. And I also thought that the whole opening sequence with prehistoric hominids discovering an alien monolith and then learning how to use weapons. I just thought that was such a profound sequence. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the score during this sequence, during that oh, sequence yeah. was so haunting. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so good. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So that's my top five. Um, my honorable mentions are uh, Harvey. Oh yeah. Yep. With, with, uh, with what's his name? Uh, Jimmy Stewart. Uh, yeah. Jimmy Stewart, yep. the B, the B 17 pilot, um, to kill a mockingbird. Yep. Ben Hur again. Uh, Mary Poppins. Oh yeah. Love that movie. The bridge on the river Kwai. Oh yeah. With, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Fantasia, yep. Disney's Fantasia, yeah. uh, Dumbo, yeah. another Disney, yeah. Bambi, another Disney, yeah. and of course, It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, nice. So, yeah, cool. that's my list. Very nice, man. Well, I want to thank you. A huge thanks to the Huntress who has been on this journey with us. Spider Pan's been on the journey with us. Although he didn't have anything from the 60s and earlier, but the Huntress did. So yeah. she picked Barbarella, Night of the Living Dead. You Wait, only. That, that's a. They're, they're different movies though. Yes. But both of them are fantastic. Barbarella. If you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor. I've never get seen a little it, drunk, <laughs> get a little tipsy. Not going to happen. And then, and then watch Barbarella. It's just so trippy. Anyway, go ahead. Interesting. You only live twice. The moon spinners, the parent trap. Now I forgot about the parent trap. That's a great one. The yeah. original, uh, yeah. the hidden fortress, white Christmas, which by the way, I enjoyed white Christmas too, but it's just not on my top war of the worlds, you know? And Ooh. what's interesting is I, I, I'm trying to think if I've even seen the original movie. I mean, I know the original radio show really, really well, but I don't know if I saw the movie. Hmm. Wizard of Oz, The Bride of Frankenstein, and Dracula, and also the original Frankenstein. So thank you. Good stuff, man. Nice. Thank you for joining us on this journey. This has been a lot of fun. You know, we did the music. We've done the movies. Maybe we'll do something else in the future. I'm not entirely sure, but it's been kind of fun because I was even telling, um, I was telling Sarah, Lord Thunder, a couple of people, I was like, you know, I, I'm rediscovering movies from earlier years that I had forgotten all about. It's like I'd seen them once or I had never seen them. And I thought, oh my gosh, I got, yeah. got a list of movies to go check out now, not just new stuff. So yeah, yeah, it's pretty exciting. It's fun to research that stuff too. I mean, just to go back and see all the movies that you just to be reminded of all the movies you've seen. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I saw this and, and yeah, so it was a fun journey. Now, really quickly, I wanted to mention some stuff on our honk list. You know, we're watching some music and stuff. We're going to go through these really quickly. But I just discovered this. I didn't even know this existed until a day or two ago. Star Trek Prodigy. Brand Wait. brand new show on Paramount Plus. It's animated really? as well. And okay, okay. it's about uh, some 
troubled teens or something like that, that are on some colony or whatever. And they, they find an old derelict starship and they steal it and go on adventures. So I think it's, I think it's designed more for a younger audience from what it looks like. Um, but I'm going to check it out. I got to at least check it out and, you know, share my thoughts next week because it's Star Trek. So maybe it'll, yeah. maybe it'll be good. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm finally getting to Star Trek Lower Deck season two. I haven't even watched that yet. And then I know Discovery is coming out. Is it the end of this month or beginning of next month? It's it's soon. I know that much. I think it's November. Yeah, I'll be watching that one for sure. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Lock and key season two. Now I just wanted to say I am, I'm almost done already. Like I got in this thing where I started watching a couple of episodes and then I was hooked and I mean really hooked. So <laughs> you there's, it. there's no, well, I know I, I, I rarely do that anymore just because of time yeah. and stuff, but um, I'm just past the halfway mark in the season. I mean, there's only 10 episodes anyway. Um, right, right. But man, it's so good. You know, it's funny that the first episode was, was okay. It was good, you know, and then it just kind of built and built and built. And by the time I got mid season, I'm just, Oh my gosh, drawn in. I want to keep yeah. watching. It's like, ah, I, I gotta go work, but I want to keep watching. You know, it's really good. I think it's been a great follow-up. I, I think the, you know, you mentioned last week or the week before, it's not quite as magical as season one. And I think that they've read, they, they've brought that back in. Yes. Yeah. I, I, that was after I saw the first episode that it wasn't quite as, it doesn't wasn't quite as, it didn't grip me as much as the first episode of the first season did. Yeah. But like you said, it just, it does ramp up and, and I, I'm really enjoying the second season so far. It's just got the same, the same fun magic of season one. So yeah, yeah. yeah it's good. Now yeah. squid game. I still have only ever watched that first episode. I'm not sure if I'm really draw drawn and do it. I know you finished the season captain. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us your thoughts now that you've seen the whole season and let's see if you can convince me to uh, continue on or not. Yeah, that's a question, isn't it? So I, I did find, I found Squid Game strangely compelling uh, in a somewhat depressing vein. Uh, on the surface, it's a series of edge of your seat, life or death contests, uh, which is why I believe it, it's so popular. Uh, the main characters are also fun and interesting, and they're sometimes a little over the top. Um, but that's just the style of the show, you know, and the style of the the filmmaking that they did, that they did here. Uh, full on Korean film. Uh, it's all dubbed in English, so you're, they're, they're, their mouths are speaking Korean, but their words are English. If you watch it here, um, and if but if you look at the show more philosophically, it's a it's a, like a sociology study with a largely negative message with a dash of positive at the end, and the ending is really interesting. Interesting. Um, I'm sure that the ending's got a lot of comment online, but uh, I thought it was worth watching for me. But it's probably not for everyone. And and yeah. Brian, for you, I don't know that it's for you, honestly. I I'm not sure you would enjoy it because it, it's really visceral. It's it's a lot of gratuitous violence. I mean, truly gratuitous violence. But that's part of the whole that's part of the story. I mean, it's not just so it's gratuitous on one end, but on the other side, it's also a, an integral part of what's happening to these these characters. So I don't know. The jury's out as to whether you would like it or not, but well, it's definitely not for everyone. And I'm not a big fan of depressing negative kind of themes throughout because I'm, I'm just kind of tired of them. You know, it's like we, we've yeah. had a lot of that, you know, I'm looking for something new though, that is kind of utopian again, you know, something yeah. that's positive, okay. something that makes us feel good, something that's very imaginative that can inspire us forward as a human race, you know, I don't know, but dude, I've got some music. Oh my gosh, I've got some music. I'm very excited about it. We've not shared a lot of new music in the last couple of months because we were going through our music list, but this is the, this is the time where I wish I could actually share a segment of the music legally with you. And there might be an option. I think you can. There, there is a very possible (laughs) option on YouTube actually. And I'm looking into that right now, but on the podcast side of things, they just, man, they don't like that at all. But 
three songs here by, you know, three groups that I'm a big fan of, but um, I like lights. She's a great artist. She's been around for a while, but she's got a brand new song called prodigal daughter. And it's so much fun, dude. I mean, it's like the energy just kicks right into it. And you're just like, whoa, yeah. So um, anyway, I'll put that in the TRBS 2021 Spotify mix, which the links will be in the description below on YouTube, in the show notes for the podcast. Check that out. Even if you don't listen to Spotify, go grab that song and you know put them to wherever you listen. Great song. Churches. Oh my gosh. So they just Chiverches. put out a, Yeah, Chiverches. They just put out a brand new album, you know? You. Um, they've got a new song that is actually part of a, I think it's a B-Sides. It's an extended director's cut of Screen Violence, which is a new album that came out, and it's called Killer. <laughs> okay. All these dark things, but no, it's really good. It's really well done. So, you know, if you're if you're a Traverches fan, really good. And then get this dude, Imagine Dragons. Like they they I imagine man, dragons all the time. I know. And that that band when they first came out was like, wow, you just kind of go, This is this is great music. And then since then they've kind of, you know, they've thrown out a few songs, they've some good ones, some good ones, some eh. They've got a brand new one though that just kind of harkens to their old roots, but has a modern flair to it. And it's called Enemy, but it's also with JID and League of Legends too. So fantastic if you want to get check those three songs out. TRBS 2021 mix on Spotify. Like I said, links below, links in the show notes. That's the music. Well, there you go, Captain. Lots of fun. Thanks for joining us today. Deep thoughts with Captain Influence. Watching kittens play is like watching the fall leaves swirl around on the ground, except the leaves have fangs, and at least one of them is a little drama queen. Well, you know what the music means? <laughs> it's time to go! <gasps> it's so loud! It's so... Oh, it's it's not. Sorry, I thought it was just me, but um, it's because of... Hey, thanks for joining us, really. I really appreciate it. RealBrianShow.com slash 303 is where you can find show notes. Or if you're watching on YouTube, the description is below. Have yourself a wonderful week. And The Real Brian Show is signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.